just gonna be this way Your life's a joke, you're broke Your love life's to your way It's like you're always stuck in second gear When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month Or even your year Hello, this is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Yes, I am playing the Friends theme song, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. This podcast is part two of three parts in the Friendship series. Part one was called, What Not To Do When Your Friend Has Mood Disorder. Not surprisingly, Part two is called, Here's What to Do When Your Friend Has a Mood Disorder. Everyone, with and without mood disorders, goes through trials in life. Breakups like the one we're going to hear about can be difficult for anybody. We all need to practice being good friends and finding quality friends to weather life storms. As such, this podcast is for everyone. Ellie, a college student with depression and ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, will describe a difficult season in her life. She will tell us about how great friends made the situation less stressful. Together, we will brainstorm three qualities of good friends. My name is Ellie and I'm 21 years old. I go to school in Iowa City, Iowa at the University of Iowa. What are your diagnoses? I was diagnosed with ADHD and depression in June of 2009. Can you please take us back to a difficult season in your life? December of 2010 to April of 2011 was probably the most difficult time I've ever experienced. In December of 2010, my psychiatrist took me off of the concerta that I've been prescribed ever since I was diagnosed with ADHD. We weren't thinking that it was the correct medication to treat my ADHD, but we wanted to explore if it was more of a depression issue. So we took me off of the concerta, and very closely after that, I was completely unmotivated. I gained back a lot of weight. I didn't have that kind of self-control anymore. And my grades slipped. I was really depressed. There are quite a few things that my friends did that helped with my depression and my ADHD. From December to April, I was dating somebody. He quickly became my very best friend. It was a long-distance relationship, so we talked all the time. And he just really helped me see something in myself that I had never been able to see before. And it was just this worthiness and being a good person. And he gave me a different confidence that I had never had before. I think especially during that time where I was off medication and I was struggling so much um, mentally, I don't think I would have made it through those months without him. He was willing to sit with me if I started crying. He allowed me to feel the way I felt even if it was depressed, if it was excited, if it was whatever. When he and I broke up, it was the most difficult time in my life. But two of my friends here in Iowa City, they really helped me get through it. And they listened to me, no, like 
as much as I needed. They took me out and like helped me have fun and respected what I was going through and didn't try to convince me that I was being silly for still having feeling for him or anything like that. They just let me feel the way I was going to feel. They allowed me to keep talking and they would help me talk through it, but they wouldn't judge me. And they basically asked me questions that restated what I had said so I could help think of things in a different way too. What did your friends do to help you have fun? These are two girls I work with. They're like my sisters. The night that we broke up, I had been like crying at work and we ended up deciding to play Jenga. There's this like life-size Jenga game and we just played that all night and just talked about how much my boyfriend sucked for dumping me and just it was just <laughs> silly stuff. It just helped me forget about it and they just were there. They both like turned off their phones completely. They just focused on me and it was really nice to have people in my life that cared so much about me that they were willing to like put aside their own lives for a night just to help me out because they knew how much I was hurting. They'll still ask me about how I'm doing with the breakup even today. And that helps me a lot because I'm still struggling with it. We broke up on April Fool's Day. Oh. <laughs> Least funny joke in the world. Yeah. It's been a, a few months. If I bring up that boyfriend, they don't just say, oh my gosh, really? You're not over him yet? Come on, LA, really? Really? But they don't let me dwell on it. So they listen, but they don't let you dwell. Let's say you don't have a mental illness, but you have a friend who has a mental illness. What are three qualities of a good friend? How can you be a good friend? Being patient, empathetic, and respectful. So how can a friend be patient? For example, when I tell a story, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'll start telling it and then I'll realize that I forgot some background information. So I'll start telling the background information and realize it has nothing to do with the story I was telling. Or I'll, or I'll like stutter through it. Don't visibly look annoyed at me because I know it's annoying. Trust me, I know it's frustrating. It's frustrating for me too. Help me through the story if I forget something. Just remind me briefly. You just have to know that it might take me a couple minutes. And how can a friend be empathetic? To be empathetic, they need to be willing to understand what you're going through. And if that means doing the research or just sitting down with me and talking about what I have to go through on a daily basis, you have to be willing to try to understand that. Try to put yourself in my shoes. It's really difficult to put yourself in the shoes of anybody with a physical or mental illness, but being empathetic means that you're willing to try. If you do Google ADHD and depression, for instance, and you recognize some of those things in me that you read online, you just have to be able to connect those dots. How can a friend be respectful? The respectful, you have to be understanding that I'm not stupid. I'm very intelligent and it may take me longer times to do something or it may I may get really unfocused and I may start going off on a tangent, but being respectful, don't be my mom, don't be my dad, just be my friend and help me along the way, but don't try to tell me what to do or how to do something or make me feel bad. The other hand of respect is just, I know the word retarded is something people say and like a lot of people have grown up saying it, at least around me, try your best not to say it because I do take offense to it because there are plenty of people that I've heard think that I'm retarded because I have ADHD, which isn't the case. I encountered somebody the other day that said something about orientation at Iowa. There's a week-long orientation at the end of August for like transfer students or foreign, foreign exchange students. And somebody made a joke like, oh, and you know, mental illness kids. <laughs> 
which isn't funny. You just have to be respectful, though. And I don't think saying the R word's ever okay either. But sometimes you do have to really know your audience. Friends, we're not done with the friendship series. Keep tuning in. Next week, we'll finish the series with part three, how to be a good friend when you have a mood disorder. People with depression, bipolar disorder, or other mental illnesses like ADHD and OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, can benefit from the podcast. And people who love people with mood disorders and mental illnesses can also learn a lot. But before the next podcast, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs on the Flip Switch page at www.bpkids.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until next time, this is Jessica Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.